This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Romans chapter 9, 15 and 16. For he said to Moses, Are we have mercy on whom are we have mercy on? God allows to finish the second service message. That was a short message. And hopefully this one will follow the same pattern. Hallelujah. And we have compassion on whom are we have compassion. Next verse is very strong. So then, it's like mercies are God's prerogative. He chooses. And because of that reason, it is not of him that will it. Ah. Not of him that run it. But of God that showeth mercy. Say amen. Yeah. You know why I want to share this brief message? We had mercy encounters yesterday. Many of you are having encounters with God's mercy all through July. Yeah. You can have your seats. Are you aware of some people are even in, in nations where they are not allowed to preach the gospel to them? So they are not even hearing. I've been to one of such nations before, very wealthy, but very boring. The citizens we have to travel out to go and catch some force sincerely. You know the people all you know the country I'm talking about. Very wealthy, very boring. Only three stations on their TV. Their religion will not allow them to have any because they don't want Western influence. I sat in the hotel and I said, This is not life. Walk around the street, concert, not allow nothing. Even if as a non-believer, I said you will live a very boring life there. But thank God, in him there's life. The joy in heaven is what you cannot quantify. And when heaven has invaded your soul, you will just be full of joy. Christians are the only people going through something yet singing. It is called the joy of the Lord. It's a force. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is not meat and dream, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You wake up at times and songs are coming. You are not sure of life or what's going to happen next. But the joy of the Lord is, is, is independent of ex external circumstances. What a blessing. It's a short thing I want to call your attention to this morning. Exactly what the scripture says. It is not of him that run it or will it. So there are those who are doing wrongs. <laughs> And there are those who are willing. But the Bible says, it's of God that showeth mercy. It's of God that showeth mercy. It's of God. Mm. Like, how do you win a game? Where the rule says, 
The umpire determines always. <laughs> it is, there you can follow it with the next statement here. It is therefore not of your ability to play or how many goals to score. Imagine they said the rule of this game is that like football now said today's match the winner is the one the referee says is the winner. So you can score 30 goals and referee can hand over trophy to your opponent because the rule of the game says the winner is whoever the referee says is the winner. This should make people to covet the mercy of God. He says it's not only for forgiveness of sin. Mercy is bigger than that. One man that understood God's mercy under the old covenant. Because sincerely speaking, at the end of the day, it is the Lord who determines. David understood this and he made his worship of God to be very deep. If it depends on this person, I better eulogize him very well. Because at the end of the day, no other thing counts. It is what he says. Not of him that run it. But there's something I want to show you. Which is like a kind of warning or help. As simple as this sounds. Do you know many people don't ask for mercy? And it has been discovered. This is the only request in the Bible that God will never turn down. I am looking at many people struggling and I'm sharing God's heart with you. From Papa Adam to every other person who fell in the Bible, none of them asked for mercy. When Adam, God said, have you eaten the fruit? He passed the blame to the woman. But the Bible says, God, who is rich in mercy, once a person becomes to that aspect of God, there is a release. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let's get a little into this. Hebrews 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why the service and the second service? I sat in the office and this picture came back of the story that Pastor Debo shared with you, which I've said before many years ago. And I said sincerely, God actually told him that I'm like that. Pastor Debo traveled to Korea to go and see church broken. When this one, when this one, when this, and effort upon effort. See, it is what we do unconsciously as Christians. We just continue. You can pray every morning for two hours and not ask for help on the important things of your life. At times, going against something, the office and cutting yourself and saying, Lord, I ask for help and mercy. We change your life radically than something that some other people are doing. So he saw that sat outside. He just bought a little ball for him as a young boy. He was a very young boy then. That's what we very young boy. So as he was kicking the ball, he kicked the ball to the top of the roof. And he started trying to bring down his ball. And the father sat on a rocking chair, sat at the front looking at him. And you know, you know in the way it is. <laughs> when you, if you want to see what is on top of, of your roof, you move back. So you see. So we say, oh, that's where the ball. So we pack, pick a stick. But you see, when you come close, the building is higher than you. You won't see again. But like, from what I saw there, the ball should be here. And then it will go back again. Ah, why is the ball not coming down? Okay, that's the spot. Then we'll carry the stick again and try and try. And they continued. 
And all of a sudden, out of frustration, he just said it to Yoruba that, my father, won't you even help me? And the father said, are you just seeing me? I've been sitting down there. You never asked for help. And I too decided to leave you alone. Many times. Jesus said to Peter, come. As Peter was walking on the water, the wind became too heavy for him. He was looking at the wind and he began to sing. The Bible says, a cry to Jesus and immediately Jesus lifted him up. There is no storm of life that anybody is. If sincerely, you know what it means to God when you are not asking for help is that you are proud. And the Bible says, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. The humble man is one that acknowledges that, Lord, look, if you don't help me, I'm sunk. So what do we do at the front of the throne? See, he saw the wind. He began to sing. He cried, Lord, save me. I've shared this with you before. Even when Peter began to sing, Jesus did not lift him up automatically until he said, Lord, help me. Mm. This message, because all I'm doing today, all the three times, just an introduction, will lead me to the great helper. That's where we are going. But I'm just saying, let's just start this way. Now, the Bible says, go back to that Hebrews 4, 16. This is a direct instruction. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Do you know? Ah, honestly, I don't know why. I was going to talk about something else. Why? ABT second and of God just showed me this. A woman that knocks in the house is almost destroying the marriage. You will not ask God for help, but you will give excuses. Yet he can help you. At what point do things fall to before you fall on your knees to ask for help? As you listen to me, there are Christians struggling with masturbation, pornography, and many things. A real cry for mercy will never be rejected by God. And I'm going to take you through a journey, but not today, of the, in the Bible, and see how people cry from the other end, and God had no choice but to rescue them, even the worst of all men. Nobody. There was a king called Manasseh in the Bible. One of the most wicked, probably more wicked than Ahab. The Bible written Ahab as about the most wicked, but I think Manasseh was more wicked. Manasseh was his son born out of Ezekiah, asking God, giving Ezekiah 15 more years. God giving him 15 more years was not the problem. Within those 15 years, he gave out to a boy called Manasseh. <laughs> so it looked like the 15 years became a problem. But that wasn't the problem. He was such a man that nobody should call him father. He was sick and God helped him to recover. And then emissaries came from Babylon. And he started showing them everything. You know, I told you, be careful. Quiet spirits is a blessing in the realm of the spirits. Yeah. Jesus said, I am meek and lonely in hearts. It's a blessing. Those who go everywhere, talk about everything, you will soon land yourself in trouble. There are battles that are already chosen for you to fight in life. Don't add to your battle by yourself. 
You must go through certain things, but you are destined to win. But don't add a battle that you shouldn't be fighting. Are you with me? But that's how many people are doing. You can open up yourself to a relationship and get into some battle that you, are, you shouldn't be fighting. And the Lord has given you just enough energy for the one that are directly on your path. But don't cross your path to go and meet a battle that you shouldn't battle. One of the finest kings in the Bible by the name Josiah. Sometimes I choose to tell you Bible story, but many people don't read the covenant very well. A very young boy that became king and purged the temple. He removed idolatry from Israel. He did so well. Josiah was king when he was eight or so. He changed the entire nation. He turned them back to God. But he died the death of a fool. A man called Nico, king of Egypt, was going to attack another country. And Josiah gathered soldiers and stood on his way that you are not coming. And Nico told him that, Josiah, God has not sent me to you. I am fighting another nation. This matter does not concern you. But see, Josiah thought about two things. He did not see any reason why God will talk to king of Egypt. And Nico told him two times, the Lord sent me to destroy that nation. It's not your nation. It's far from your nation. It's none of your business. But he just felt that Egypt, unbeliever, God talking to you, no way. And Nico sent him one, one more time. Leave the road. You are not our target. He stood there. The battle started and he died. When I read the story, someone that did this much for God just died like that. Once you veer off your jurisdiction, there's no divine provision. Hey. Your security, sometimes I come your way as a tough preacher. Don't pack your bag and go and live where others are because they are living there. When it comes to relocation to anywhere, Lagos to Abuja, to Canada, whatever they go, please don't follow trend, follow purpose. If you are prayed, and you, you and your husband or family, you have a peace about relocating, go. But don't do things because that's what everybody is doing. Remember, not many people are successful, so don't follow multitude. Are you following me? These Babylonians came and they showed them everything. When they left, Prophet Isaiah came in the night. If you read, you know, the story of Kings in the Bible are in 1st and 2nd Kings. They're also in 1st and 2nd Chronicles. One of the accounts actually says that when the visitors came, that God left him alone to check what was in his heart. So there are times I say the Spirit of God will stand and be watching what you are going to say based on the training he has given you. He took them to everywhere. And Isaiah came and I said, Oh, yeah. Who were those people that came in the day? And when the Lord is asking me a question, not looking for an answer. He said they came from very far country, Babylon, very far. He said, what and what did they see? He said, I showed them everything. As I said, you are a fool. He said, there is nothing they've seen in your kingdom that they will not come back to take. It's true. And he said, this will happen in the days of your son. Do you know what Eskia said? He said, the word of the Lord is good. At least it won't happen in my time. What a father. <laughs> then he gave back to this boy. One of the prophets that served Ezekiel very well was prophet Isaiah. Was one I went to tell that God was adding 15 years to him. But if you have read in Hebrew chapter 11, concerning heroes of faith, 
Bible said that some women received their dead back to life. Hebrews 11. Some were killed. The Bible said that some were saw into two. That was Isaiah. I learned Isaiah died. They put him between two logs of wood and sawed him. He used to start to call him. And it was this Manasseh boy that did it. That was the prophet that his father used to kneel down before. He killed Isaiah. Every king in the Bible that actually went out to go and worship idol. Manasseh did not go out. He brought idol to the temple to defy God and everybody. And Isaiah was the only prophet that wrote 66 chapters in the Bible. This stupid boy killed him. He brought pig, bought all kinds. He just removed all the cherubim, aquacomnats, he trebled, just put idols everywhere. He said, me, I'm not going out to watch. Idol is coming here. And a judgment was pronounced against him. All the services that they've been prophetic service. You saw what happened second service? That we could not even finish. But when the glory fall, there's no more to say. No one to say. Oh, thank you. I'm beginning to come close to what happened last service again. Because mercy is doing something in somebody's life. You know, spiritually speaking, what I'm seeing is a rearrangement. There's nobody listening to me this afternoon. Any opportunity you have missed, by the power of God's mercy, is going to be rearranged your way. Yeah. And I speak in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On behalf of God who is rich in mercy, everyone who has made a mistake, my heart is going to women who are feeling that they mismarried. God, things are upside down right now. No, that is not the end of the story. Today, mercy steps into your life and into your family. Amen. The mistakes are corrected. Amen. Mercy reprograms, redirects everything. Amen. In the place of work, in families, in every area. Somebody suffering in your body because of how you lived in the past. The mercy of God is bringing healing to you right now. Amen. Is somebody with me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Long and short, a king invaded the land and they arrested, they caught Manasseh. That was the end of the, They arrested him. They captured him as a prisoner and they took him away. But you know what the Bible says? Where in this incarceration, where they kept him, he lifted up his eyes and he said something like, Lord, but I'm also a man. You cannot have mercy on me. And for some unknown reasons, the king that captured him just came, maybe a week after, and said, release that guy. He said, return him back to his country and return his crown. No king, nobody, no no other person enjoyed that in the Bible. A king captured and returned back and his glory returned to him. No way. But Manasseh, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he acknowledged the God of heaven. And God said, you killed Isaiah, I saw it. But mercy. Jesus said he would rather have mercy than sacrifice. He missed a lot to God. When a man, people have thought that uh, God was partial to David. We've taught it. 
and that David took someone so I killed the person and God just decided to bury him. No. Until you read Psalm 51. The way David spoke to God, God had no choice. He said, have mercy on me, O Lord. I'm a blood guilty man. He said, but remember, in iniquity, my mother shaped me. In other words, the wrong things I've done, they are not too far from me. I'm free. I'm just a... And the Lord decided. Mercy. Whether in form of God redirected the programming or in form of you asking for help, let him not be far from you to say, Lord, help me. That's why the Holy Ghost has come. I will talk about that. Our help. But remember, he will not do anything until you ask for help. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the one calling a man. He's beginning to block your call. And he's still not asking you out. You don't think you need mercy. When it is absent in a lie, people will drag you on the floor. People are cruel. Thank you, Jesus. When Paul was speaking to Agrippa, I believe that this was how Paul did not die when the mob mobbed him. As he got to Jerusalem, Acts 22, 23, and he began to give the testimony to the, to, to the name of Jesus. You remember that place? The mob, in the temple, the mob came on him and he started beating Paul. But in chapter 26, when he was reporting to Agrippa, he said, I came, he narrated, he said, I came to Jerusalem to bring an offering. He said, I did not argue with anybody about doctrine and they mobbed me, but he said something. He said, I haven't obtained help from the Lord. I'm alive till today. In other words, what happened that day? As the mob about to kill Paul, Centurion was just passing and he sent him hundred soldiers to rescue him. And the Bible said he didn't even know what, who he was. So when he rescued, he asked the other, what did you do that they are beating you like this to death? And then, but it was too late for the Pharisees to kill him. Imagine rescuing an unknown person. Mercy. Duncan Williams, Bishop Williams, one of the leading bishops in Ghana, smuggled himself into a ship. And in those days, when caught, they would just carry you and throw you inside the ocean straight away. They found him after some days. They carried him and they were going to throw him inside the water. There was a white woman having dinner inside a woman. She just said for some reason that they should ask when they fought throwing him up, up. And they said, Duncan Williams. And the white woman said that some like maybe I'm Mrs. Williams. And said, leave him. The soldiers were already. <laughs> and he had accepted his fate. But you see, and today. Broskelemandakizo. <laughs> There is a popular man of God I don't want to mention that somebody came to his office and the lady brought a huge amount of money and checks. It happened that his friend was around when the woman came to see to give to this pastor. And the friend began to cry when the lady left. What happened? He said that woman, she remember, she said she just joined. He said, but she once came to see me after being married for 14 years, that the Lord told me she would have a child, I prayed for her, 
and she, con she conceived. Said she only came one day with her husband and they bought bread. And I take a basket of fruit. But to this one that did not, his friend joined him in crying and told him that it's true. I've noticed that things are, you carry this level of anointing. But mercy is far from you. He says, sir, cry to God for mercy. Yes. I am looking at it from different areas, different angles. Regularly, let it come from your hand that Lord help. Dear Lord Jesus, I receive help. Stop entering malls and markets without saying anything. You know, there is a way we talk, and this is what African deliverance pastors have used to say, but see, there are some truths in certain things. The word is not as clean and innocent as we think they are. It is true. Sometimes, a little word from you as you enter a mall can activate something. Do that regularly. As you sit to drive, let the scripture always ring at the back of your mother. It is not of him that will it. Thank God for the university we went to and everywhere. That is the reason why a lot of young people are angry and frustrated now. They are graduates. Still nothing is working. I began to look very deeply into this subject, Martha. When I was in Russell, about one of my friends, this guy was in medicine. This guy had a car. He was about the most handsome. And I remember one time, he was just blessed. He was in the fellowship, the fellowship where he was. Every year, they had dinner. They, they, they voted our best dress. Imagine a very handsome guy, best dread, medical student, what they can with scholarship. But every lady he ever liked, I witnessed this thing. Even though I was not too close to him, but I witnessed it. All of them said no, and they will go to somebody. There was one, the person that lady finally said yes, who was doing extra year. I remember one day out of Australia, he told me that what's the pig this self? If I said that she's even doing, he said, which course you do yourself? And I said, number one. I said, what you have just said now is revealing the state of your heart. I said, because you pray a lot, God has all disciplined his own people. There is a point God is trying to make that you are not getting. Someone that knows, when were you at a medical student were on top of the world? Yes. Maybe they did that in your school or something. There was this feeling that, of course, because they, of course, more time to read that, you know, medicine is, is in a class of its own. No doubt about that. And so people used to envy them. But me, I had respect for them because sincerely, better respect a bad doctor so that he won't plant a needle in your belly. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, a doctor can actually punish you. It's not allowed. But there is a way he can actually punish you. Instead of him saying that take small, small coke, he can tell you not to take coke. <laughs> Lord, I want to end there. Two, two of my friends, secondary school. 
One was a very bad boy. The other was relatively bad. <laughs> you know? So, probably the very bad one is watching that because he got born again and then he joined our fellowship later in school. Oh, my second is together. He did engineering. Now he's watching. I've not mentioned your name, so don't worry. So, one of the best companies in Lagos, before he left Nigeria, he's not in Nigeria again now. He's, he's really blessed. Anytime in the States where he is, he will pay for the best hotel, five star, and then he will make me stay there. Call me friend from So it was like, so they asked him to go and do his medicals. <laughs> and he turned out to be in the hospital of this or that one that was relatively bad. So because he lived a very terrible life, he was afraid of HIV or something. So when he got to the hospital where he did the medical, he saw that, ah, an old friend, this guy is here. So they just met, exchanged pleasantries and exchanged numbers. Yeah, where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. That is why I come there and said, man, okay, that one said, he was one brother that attended to him. So the following day, he called that one. He said, have you seen the results? Before, you know, it was supposed to go to the office. He said, have you seen the report? That one said, okay, I'll go and check. They were supposed to send it to your office, maybe today or so. He said, but I will check. You know, it's confidential. I'm not supposed to tell you, but I will help you check. So he checked. And he didn't call back. I know the meaning. Ah. So the guy called. So he called. He didn't pick his call for a while. So when he finally picked, he said, ah. He said, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Wait, wait, well, there's nothing God cannot do. This guy started sweating from head to toe. He said, ah. He said, but you know also now that we used to tell you guys to do small, do bad, do boys small, small. That, ah. You know you went far. He just dropped before. And I will call the guy and say, you know, you know, but the, the, it doesn't mean that's the end. He said, because it means that you are fine. Ah. It's honest, I will kill you if I see you. <laughs> you know, they say, why were you afraid? Say, now they are both Christians. Say, when the Bible tells you to live right, to see, you see now. That those who lived did not bother themselves by anything. That how come you are the one calling me day and night following the reports? You know, when you are, the Bible says there is peace and there is that said there is peace and contentment in serving the Lord. Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. And I was talking about a doctor that made me very into this. Where did I stop before? Said. So I told him. I said, what you just said, I just reveal your heart. Obviously, you are approaching these people from the angle that you are a doctor, you're on scholarship, you are very handsome. I said, fortunately for you, fortunately and unfortunately, you are approaching disciplined spiritual ladies, and they are proving a point to you that you are proud. And that your medicine and your handsomeness ends with you. I said, look at your tone. They should consider it's up to a woman whether to say yes. You might be the most the tallest, dark, and anything. She can choose short, fair, and fat. Beauty lies in the eye of the Do you get what I just said now? 
you have six packs or eight packs. This one is packless. Yes, yeah, she's the one. So I told him, ask for mercy. Ask for help. You know what? Watch out for areas where you think you are strong. It can be a problem. Everyone that is a pastor will tell you that God has proved this to us many times. At times when you pray less, that's where the greatest miracles happen. It's not a call to prayerlessness. Once in a while, God just asks a way of reminding you that with or without you, he is God of the people. Yes, it's a privilege that you are ministering to them, but don't believe that you are the one bringing God to them because God can reach everyone by himself. Did you get that? So he allows that just to give you a reminder. So at times we have been in meetings and then you have not prayed so well, you are even wondering what to say and an unction descends on you. It's a message. Not that you should stop praying. So that no, it's a message that power belongs to God and that it is not of him that will let or run it. It's of God that shows mercy. Every area of your life. We'll go deeper into this. Let's rise. Whether it's a, a, a war you are facing or you are even doing well, just cultivate this habit of always asking God to help you. But I think part of the main direction to this month, this afternoon, is that I'm just seeing God, the power of God, redirecting lives. Things won't be the same. Oh Lord, thank you. We give you praise. He said the will have mercy on those who have disobeyed him in the past. It will give you another opportunity to obey. Kadosh, Kadosh, you are mighty on your throne. You reign. Jewishen Zion's Kadosh, Kadosh, you are mighty. I want everybody to go before God and ask him to have mercy. If there are areas where you are stretching to pick something and it's not forthcoming. In an atmosphere like this, grace is released. Keep singing it. I want us to pray. Play for me. Only God can do certain things, and it's ready this this afternoon. I am seeing something that the consequences of some things of the past are coming, but mercy is going to show it will remove it. No, it's not going to bring you down. Jesus died, and he is qualified to say. No to consequences. You can right now ask for restored opportunities to be restored. Wasted opportunities. Go ahead and pray.
We will take about four minutes to pray. Everybody. I see what is called repairer's wisdom coming to some people. You've, you've created a lot of damages. This is going to family, siblings, people. But there is repairer's wisdom. Everything will be repaired as though nothing happened. By the power of God's mercy. Down to physical body. Down to mistakes financially. Somebody's watching me. You lost so much. And you think you can never bounce back again. But there is an encounter with the mercy of God. There is an encounter with the mercy of God. For those who are now in Christ. A while ago you cheated on somebody dead to you. Whatever definition of cheating, business-wise, sex, whatever way, a relationship, and things were damaged. You were in an organization, you misbehaved. And that opportunity was taken away. Your Heavenly Father is doing it again this afternoon. In His mercy, because his mercy leads to repentance that he might show you is helping helping and of course you will never go back to those errors again it's helping I'm hearing somebody should ask God for help on how to do that same business. You've tried everything, but you have not asked God exactly how to do it. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. You are dealing with a stubborn child. Ask God how to raise this boy, how to raise this girl. There is a wisdom that transcends what you know. you Jesus we give you praise we love you we worship you blessed be your name thank you Lord Jesus shall we alright just wave your hands to him there is a wave of grace here mercy help help and many of you will see what I'm saying in this month of joy because this month will be exceptional for you different from all other months Jesus, we give you praise. We worship you. Hallelujah. I said this. This is the month that you cannot afford to be absent from church. And I've also been saying this is also a month you cannot afford not to invite somebody to church. 
in a while again, first timers will be called out. Our guest, you are watching me now for the first time, will soon ask you to come. Those that have been around for a while, if your pursuit is not one of them, vow that this will not happen next week. The Lord is expanding his kingdom. After first service, a whisper came to my heart. We are going to make flags, banner, a lot of things all over that will just carry one word, mercy, at the time of the service. I just was dressing up and I heard send a message around Lagos about mercy. Do a lot of packaging, banner, flag, things. Let them just carry mercy at the time of service. And we'll keep sharing this everywhere we go. Mercy. Hallelujah. Holy. You know, during the time of pandemic that the Lord gave me that word, we changed the name of our conference to Mercy. Many people have been using the word Mercy also. But it's wonderful. It's good. It's wonderful. But I was somewhere praying. And this mystery of Mercy started. That if only my people can deal with me on the map, they need to know that I am merciful. It's like a very worthy person. You don't know where the person You are not making some requests. You need to know that God is merciful. There is a mercy that can keep you from error. Baya. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We love you. We worship you. Kadosh. I will never forget, man. I don't want to mention this. I was a well, well-known pastor who told us it teaches a lot against infidelity and everything. He's been doing that for a while, but he mentioned the day that God saved him. It was in Europe or one of the countries where he just got involved with this girl and he made himself sort of sleep with the girl. He invited her to his hotel room. He said he was swept off his feet. He was ready. She came in and they were about to start and her period started. She ran now to get some and the sanity came. I said something covered his eyes before. He began to cry. Lord, what was I trying to do? You mean two minutes ago, if this thing happened to this girl, I would have become, I know there's something about a minister of God going that way. You won't stop at one. Except to make an open confession. Either you go to your own mentor, elders, they pray for you, they restore you, you confess to them, they probably even ask you to be suspended or not to pray for like two, three months. But once a pastor does that and he covers it and is arguing, ah, no, I did not do it. Watch those who do that. Allegation like that will never end around them. Because you will defend. You have a bigger name than that girl. You say she's lying. You destroy and people will believe because you can buy pressure. But after a while, everybody will keep quiet. Or you, feel, you think you are free. That thing will come out again. You will do it to someone else. Until you meet your match one day. That will finish you on social media. You will not be able to silence. Because the only way that people, God quickly comes in, the blood covers and you are rescued, is where there is repentance. And repentance will always lead to confession. Even if not to the old church, there must be people in your life that you tell that sincerely, I did this thing, I am sorry. They pray for you, they correct you, and then you are restored. 
but just sweep it on that carpet and be like, it's between me and God. It didn't happen. I didn't do anything. It's a lie. I've been born again for years. I have seen those who do that one after the other. Another one will come, another will come until one that will sink them. Yeah. So this man could have been joining that way. He wept. God jo so he said, in this case, I did not resist sin. Mercy just helped me. And that happened over 22 years ago. It's never had one since that time. But that one could have destroyed him. Mercy. There will come a time in your life that even an interview should not be asked a question that, they, that you cannot answer. But from today, these things are to work in you and in every one of us. A time will come, you will know that the mercy of heaven is upon your head. You will just know. By the virtue of things happening, you just not say, let I just know there is an invisible hand of mercy that is leading my life. Hallelujah. It will enrich your worship. But when you praise God, now you praise him in a different way. Because you know that God is at work in you. You are blessed. July, seventh month, you are complete in him, in victory, in glory, in blessings. Put your hands together and give God praise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.